Hello, and welcome to Fanby Daily for Monday, August 3rd, 2020. I am your host, editor-at-large for fanbyte.com, John Warren, and I'm here to give you the news and games and entertainment in less than 10 minutes. It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it, so let's get going. Samuel Horty over at Business Insider reported this morning that Tommy Francois, uh, once the vice president of editorial and creative services for Ubisoft, was fired from the company amid accusations of sexual misconduct. Francois was put on leave from Ubisoft at the end of June pending an internal investigation of claims made against him in an email seen by Business Insider. The company confirmed his departure. Serge Hasque uh, resigned from Ubisoft in July after similar allegations were made against him. Francois was considered Hasque's right-hand man during their tenures. Tommy Francois had been with Ubisoft for almost 14 years. Crystal Dynamics announced via the PlayStation blog this morning that Marvel's Avengers will be getting Spider-Man as a playable character free of charge in early uh, 2021, and most notably, the character will be exclusive to PlayStation players of the upcoming superhero loot game. Sony currently controls the film rights to the character, but Marvel and Disney own the IP generally. But it's worth noting that the last couple games to feature Spider-Man have been PlayStation exclusive. The last Spider-Man non-mobile game that wasn't exclusive to the console family was 2014's Amazing Spider-Man 2, based on the second Andrew Garfield film. Spider-Man has appeared in Marvel's numerous mobile games like Contest of Champions. There's no word yet if Xbox or PC players will receive an exclusive character in turn or if this is just a way for Crystal Dynamics to essentially announce that they want players to care about the PlayStation version of the game the most. It's weird to do this, especially so close to release. Uh, But anyway, it comes out on September 4th and will come to PlayStation 5 when the console launches. Sony also explained via the PlayStation blog today uh, which peripherals you currently own for PlayStation 4 will work for PlayStation 5. The biggest question folks have is whether or not the DualShock 4 will work with the PlayStation 5. The answer is kinda. The DualShock 4 will work on everything but native PlayStation 5 games. Sony really, really wants you to use a DualSense for those uh, since they come with fancy features they've probably spent a lot of money on. Uh, what vexes us about the blog post is they never mention if you can use the Dual Sense for PlayStation 4 games or any games from the past for that matter. Hopefully we get an answer for that before the holiday, but don't plan on tossing out your DualShock 4 quite yet. Uh, PlayStation 4 racing wheels, arcade sticks, and flight sticks will work on PlayStation 5, even for PlayStation 5 games. Um, any headset that uses USB or audio jacks will also work on PlayStation 5. PlayStation Move and PSVR headsets, also working on PlayStation 5. You'll need an adapter to use the PlayStation camera, but it doesn't seem too complicated, and you'll be able to get one for free with uh, a PSVR headset. One more thing, uh, one more bit of PlayStation news. Sony announced the next state of play is coming this Thursday, August 6th at 1 p.m. Pacific. PlayStation's tweet for the announcement says we should expect the following. A focus on PlayStation 4 and PSVR games, check-ins on third-party and indie games announced already for PlayStation 5, and no big PS5 announcements. Sony might as well have said, just wait for the press emails on this one, but I appreciate the honesty. Still, there were some really great indies announced at the last showcase, so it'd be cool to learn more about those. Do not get your hopes up for price, pre-order dates, or big games like a rumored follow-up to God of War. Do not get your hopes up for God of War 2, I cannot stress this enough. Moving over to some Xbox news, uh, Halo the Master Chief collection, Collection is getting some shiny new features as we veer toward Halo Infinite's release in a few months. 
Crossplay and input-based matchmaking are coming to the game, the latter only relevant because they're also adding keyboard and mouse support to Xbox One. You'll likely be matched up with players using the same control method under this uh, new feature. Controller against controller, mouse and keyboard against mouse and keyboard, you get it. Halo 3 ODST is the next game in the collection coming to PC, with a testing period expected later this month. You might have noticed that Xbox games boxes are getting uh, visually busier um, with the upcoming launch of Xbox Series X. This is mostly because, uh, for a little while at least, most Xbox games will be getting cross-launched between last-gen and current-gen platforms. Uh, or, excuse me, last-gen and next-gen platforms. To denote which games are getting the Xbox Series X enhancement, Microsoft is putting a rather large sticker on the box to indicate this. It is big, it's busy, and now it's gone. It appears Microsoft will now list the enhancements on the back of the box and spare the space on the front. The boxes, for the record, already list the consoles you can play the game on under the big green Xbox bar at the top. The Analog Pocket is an upcoming handheld game system compatible with nearly 2,800 Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. You can also get adapters to play cartridges for Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, Atari Lynx, and more. There's no emulation involved, it just makes your old game cartridges look super, super slick on a screen with Gorilla Glass. Uh, it runs for 6 to 10 hours on one charge. The buttons are remappable. There's a dock built for playing in it with an, on a TV with an HDMI uh, output. This thing is wild. It also has an audio workstation built in with a synthesizer and sequencer called Nano Loop. Uh, you can use it for creation or live performance. It's 200 bucks and it sold out super, super, super fast. Sorry. Uh, you can go to the site and get notified when it comes back in stock and a word on when that will be. It's already marked up for big bucks on eBay. Don't fall for that. They'll come back in stock, I trust. Uh, NetEase and Blizzard revealed a three-minute trailer for Diablo Immortal at China Joy, a big Chinese conference that happens every year. It sure does look like a mobile Diablo. Uh, Ball, the, vel uh, the villain from Diablo 2, uh, makes an appearance. No release date has been set, but if you recall, Blizzard said they would beta test the game mid-2020 in an earlier early earnings call, but there's no sign of that yet. You can check out more about the game over at wowhead.com. Uh, finally, John Boyne is an author of historical fiction novels that you should probably avoid. The Auschwitz Museum warns that his 2006 novel, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, has enough inaccuracies to consider it a tool of miseducation regarding the Holocaust. Boyne also wrote My Brother's Name is Jessica, for which he was roundly criticized for its portrayal of the trans experience and for publicly rejecting the term cis when challenged on the topic. Hilariously, his most recent historical fiction novel, A Traveler at the Gates of Wisdom, appears to contain a list of copied and pasted ingredients for dyeing clothes from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild that he passes for his own writing. Some of those ingredients include Red Lizolfo's Tales, Swift Violet, Silent Princess, and Octorok Eyeballs. He did own up to uh, the mistake on Twitter after being called out, but it frankly appears Boyne has made a career out of doing casual Google searches and writing entire novels after 10 minutes of research. That's it for Fanby Daily. Come hang out with us uh, again tomorrow. Check out all of our podcasts at fanby.com slash podcasts, and uh, you'll have a good one.